This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. My name is David J. Harris, Jr., Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris Jr. Show. Friends, are you kidding me? I am so excited for the guest that I have on today's show. I just watched this film. I've been talking about it on my social media. It is very rare, for me especially. I'm a movie guy. I love watching good movies. Uh, I like watching movies that are good. I hate it when I watch a film and it's just either gone too far this way or that way, especially if it's woke with all that mess. But when they try to get into things uh, of the supernatural, when they try to start talking about the demonic or the relationship between the demonic and, and the kingdom of light, when they try to do that, Normally, most of these movies that I've seen, they miss the mark. I'm like, ah, that's a little off, or I wouldn't agree with that, or whatever. But friends, the film Nefarious, it nails it. I was enjoying every single aspect of it. I watched it twice. Uh, I could watch it again because there's so much in it. There's so many nuggets of wisdom inside there that that make people say, wait a minute, I didn't really think about it like that. And I love it when a film does that. So not only do you need to rent the film now, but uh, right now you're going to get a chance to, to hear from the star of the show, the main actor, Sean Patrick Flannery, is here, friends. Are you kidding me? But i got to preempt it. His acting is absolutely out of this world. Several of my friends are like, he better get an Academy Award for this. His acting was superb. The, the way he plays this character is so amazing. It's so back and forth. So It's just it's so genuine that it sucks you in. You're like, you're just right there. So to, to preempt uh, Sean coming on, watch this little trailer of the film Nefarious. Do you believe in demonic possession? Morning. Let me introduce myself. I'm okay, James. <laughs> oh my goodness! Let's welcome my special guest, Sean Patrick Flannery. Are you kidding me, my brother? Amazing job, superb acting, superb writing. All of it came together so well for this film, Nefarious Brother. Excited to have you on, man. So glad you're here with me today. Well, pleasure to be here, man. And. and- Thank you for the kind words, man. That that's uh that was a hell of an introduction, man, and thank you for that, man. I appreciate it. Well, I meant every word of it. You know, it's hard to watch and find good films, especially in today's, you know, culture where so many movies are going totally woke. I mean, I realized at the end of the film there wasn't uh, I don't know if there was any cuss words. Uh, I like the way that you shifted the way that some people use cuss words, uh but uh and maybe I missed it, or maybe they just didn't stand out. But some of them are just so full of that. But then the topics that you that you touched on, that your character, the film touched on. I mean, it was deep. I mean, I was like, I had rewind it. I was like, I got to listen to that again. And it was so spot on, so spot on, and done so well. Uh, congratulations, a. And uh, I hope every single person, if they haven't seen it and they're watching or listening to this right now, I hope they go out and they watch it at least twice because you really need to watch it twice to get it all. 
Well, I appreciate it. You know, I, I mean, when when uh, Chuck and Carrie, the writers and the directors, they uh, I, I told you earlier, but I I'll tell everybody else. I did a film with them in 2004, and at the culmination of that film, I, I jokingly said, "Guys, I would do a Fruit Loops commercial with you." And I knew that I knew we were on the same page, you know, value-wise, ethics, morals. So I just knew I liked them. And then two years ago, this was back in 2004. Two years ago today, with uh, 21, they called me and they said, "Flannery." We got a Fruit Loops commercial for you. And uh, I said, put me in, coach. They sent me this script. And I got to tell you, I, I read this script. And, you know, you should never do this. But when they sent me the script, they said, uh, we want you to play this character. I said, cool, I'll do it. And they said, well, let, 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 let us send you the script. And I, But I knew them so well. They were honestly two of the best writers I'd ever worked with, bar none. Mm. And when they sent me this script and I read it, I told my wife, I said, if this was any other subject matter, they would win an Academy Award for the writing. The writing is so well manicured and crafted. There is not a syllable out of place. And just about every other film I've done, I'll paraphrase, I'll, I'll, I'll reassemble the words to where they flow off the tongue a little bit more naturally. Hmm. I didn't do a thing in this. I, th I, think, I think I changed like three single words and that's about it. I mean, wow. it, it, it's a, you know, this is one of the reasons you moved to LA in hopes of one day, getting a script like that. And it's it's a testament to their writing that it is is beyond top of the heap. It really is. Well, and you've been in the movie business for a long time, over 30 years. You've been making films. I mean, I know I've seen Reservoir Dogs, and that's going way back there. Uh, but you've been in some great films. So to say that that this, out of all the scripts you've read and, and, and the films you've done, where does it rank, you know, with some of the, uh, list some other movies that people may have, uh, may be familiar with. You know, it's funny being in the business like this. If you go to my IMDb page, where people that don't know, that's International Movie Database, um, that lists everything an actor's ever done. And not to toot my own horn, but I think there's I don't know 300 projects there. And it's wow. just, just because I've been working that long. And any actor that you know them for 10 movies, that's one percent of what they've done. Wow. I mean, I've done some amazing scripts that I thought would produce killer films that never saw the light of day. Conversely, I've done some things that I thought turned out ooh, kind of questionable, and then suddenly they're in theaters. Um, you know, so what people know me for is uh, Boondock Saints. Uh, they know me for the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. They know me for a movie called Powder, um, things like that. I, I did a TV show called The Dead Zone. I did Dexter. Most recently, I was in The Boys. Um, so, you know, I've, I've been working. I've been knocking around Hollywood, you know, supporting my family in, in a you know, I always make a joke. I hadn't had to re get a real job in 30 years. And trust me, I know what a real job is. Actually, it's not <laughs> a real job. It's, uh, I, I define a real job as something that you will not do unless they pay you to do. Um, yeah. You know, everybody moves to L.A. to try and be an actor. You know what they do? They do it for free in hopes that one day a producer will see something they did and then pay them to do it. Doesn't exist in any other job. No, 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 no surgeon said, let me, let, me, let me do open heart surgery on you. And if you live, tell some friends and maybe they'll hire me to do it doesn't work like that um so you know pe people know me for a handful of things um but rarely do you do a film that elicits the kind of response that people take the time i mean if, if, if somebody saw me in the dead zone they're like hey weren't you that guy in the dead zone oh cool right. man nice to meet you and they move yeah. on yeah you know there's there's been like one of one other film called powder that i did where people realized mm. that was you they want to talk to you for an hour yeah. And this movie, Nefarious, is the same way. 
I mean, I have people that go into my direct messages that give me an eight-part, thousand-word, almost confession on what that movie did to them, what it what it said wow. to them, how they course corrected, how it really affected their outlook on the world. So this is one of really three projects in my life that I feel like have been profound enough to make people stop, take a pause, and reach out in a much different way than they would normally reach out. And I'm honored and I'm flattered to be a part of it. Well, I know the reaction and response from comments from me posting on social media has been uh, that that those type of uh, comments uh, that it, it touched something in them, it, it struck a nerve in them, it, it caused them to wake up, uh, be more aware, you know, take things more seriously that a lot of people don't take as seriously uh, as they should. Um, I, I don't have this clip lined up, but it's the uh, it's the actor from the it's the actor from the series Snow, uh, uh, Snowfall the main uh, the main actor and, and towards the end of the season i thought it was a great series but towards the end there was a very dark scene in that and then it's the the clip is him sitting around the table with other actors and he actually said that in order to be able to play that part well in that scene he actually i guess he asked satan or lucifer or whatever he asked darkness to help him i'll have to send it to you out of this i could probably get it loaded and show you it would take a minute, but he asked darkness, literally he opened himself up to it. And then he, and then he pulled off the scene, but he said, and this is just to a table full of other actors on camera where they're being interviewed. He said he had nightmares for two months, like the kind of nightmares that were so terrifying that he was calling his mom and asking her to pray and pleading the blood of Jesus and all kind of stuff. So it's like people need to understand. And, and a, a good friend of mine, Sean Bowles, he's a prophet actually down in Los Angeles. He's got a church down there. He said there's going to be stuff coming out of Hollywood that is going to open up portals in people's homes for demonic demonic forces to come in. And so it's like while we see and hear that this is happening and that, that actor shared that, and then you've got this other side where you're, you're trying to absolutely expose how that can take place and answering questions on the demonic. Is it real? Uh it's so necessary, and it's so necessary for people to understand that it's not a, it's not a, it's nothing to play with. You know, one of the, one of the one of the lines that I love that you that your character uh, says in the movie when he says, you know, you know, I, 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 it doesn't bother me. I'm an atheist, and you say you think your beliefs, you you know, you ignorant sack of meat. You think your beliefs are going to keep you from you know the realities of heaven and hell, or you know, for the force of darkness, however that is. It's like hell is filled. With people that have that exact mindset, they just—they're yeah. not aware of it. Yeah, it's not based on your belief. I think the exact line is, "You think your atheism will protect you." Yeah, exactly. You know, hell is yep. filled with people that thought exactly as you. It's—it's it, it's interesting. You got to send me that clip because, you know, the mere fact that somebody would ask Satan for a favor tells you that they believe in Satan. Yeah. And the fact that you would even enter into a conversation. Wow, man, you're cut from a different cloth, brother. I'll tell you that. You know, I, I, you know, a lot of people. A lot of people ask me. You know, they said in taking on this role, did you, you know, anything happen in your life? Anything? I said, you know, I, you know, I, I, I was born in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Um, I, I don't. A good friend of mine was born in Lake Charles, Chuck Keller. Right? Yeah, Chuck I, Keller. Tiny, tiny little yeah. town. But you know, I don't think I've hardly had a meal without saying grace before it. I don't think I've, my head's hardly hit a pillow without saying my blessings, my prayers. It's God's been a part of my life since I was here, my mama, mm. my granddaddy, my mom, my dad, you know, my boys are, are, are it's, 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 it's not anything odd or weird. So I didn't go out of my way 
and ask unusual protection. I, 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 I've had this relationship, you know, and I've been under the armor of God since I was here. So hmm. n- nothing odd happened to me. Um, I didn't go through anything odd like that. I'm an actor. I didn't have to go to any deep, dark recesses of my, it was a perfectly written script. And I tried my best to put life behind the words and act. Yeah. And that's what I did. And well, I, and I, I think I the fact that you're any, any evil spirit or anything, I, I, I'm on one side, clearly on one side. And I want to stay yeah. on that. Well, and I think the fact that you are a believer that knows and has faith in God, you didn't have to try to go to that place. It's like, you know, God allowed you with with your own imagination and creativity and spiritual understanding to be able to try to, you know, basically exemplify, you know, what what and how a, de- a demon inside a person, a demon-possessed person would look like if they're in the talking and, and the way they act and, you know, no remorse with the way things were done. I mean, the, the things that that character did to the, you know, to uh, Edward, like, uh, you know, like, you know, just taking his last meal. Like, that's just, that's just more torment. It's just simple torment. Like, no, he's not, gonna, you're not gonna eat anything before you get fried. Uh, it was a, and it was a very R-rated movie too, because it went there when he was electrocuted. I mean, it's, it's serious. Uh, what was one of your favorite parts, uh, about the, about the film? And then, uh, first question, and then I've got some other, uh, uh, questions I want to ask you. I mean, you know, you know, realistically, my favorite part about this film is it was like a stage play. You know, a lot of films, you, it's, they're broken down into quick, digestible pieces. And I'm talking about a one-page scene. So you don't really get the ramp up into an emotional connection. You have to really start and stop on a dime. And that can be more difficult than shooting 17 pages, which we did start to stop. Wow. So it really let you commit, go in deep stay in that area for a while before they called cut you know it, it, it's it, it, it's it's very difficult for, uh, imagine uh, I, I don't know the, the most emotional aspect in film you've ever seen if they had to only shoot the one line of dialogue without the run-up it's very very difficult so my favorite aspect of this is it was, it was like a, a stage play a wonderfully wow. scripted and sculpted stage play did you help in any of the writing or was it done it was done they yeah. delivered well, you said you me. changed maybe three words. That was it. I, I mean, I, I changed three words. I, I think I said uh, okie dokie um, in the script. I changed that to an okie dokie. Um, I remember hearing that. Uh, I think uh, probably a coincidence. I, you know, there's a couple of things that uh, I just ad-libbed in there and they stayed. Yeah. But it required none of that. I, I, didn't, hmm. I didn't add anything. It's just a, the, the, the script. Honestly, it, it, is, it is the single script that has ever crossed my desk that required no changes, not a syllable of change. Wow, and you nailed it. So I wanna, I wanna, I wanna throw some things out that, that stood out to me, and I'd love your, your feedback uh, on it, especially when you're in that, when you're in that you know, role and you're, you're embodying this, you're, you're, you're acting this out, uh, and as an actor and as a believer, you know, what's going through your mind. So this stood out to me, and, and I've got, I got friends that are like ex-special forces. One of them I'm thinking about in particular, Victor Marks, who's like a legitimate badass. I mean, he's just a bad dude. He's like, him and his wife are like the original Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Like literally, yeah, yeah. They've, done, they've done all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but he, he, he has something that he'll do with people where he'll pray with them and, and he will make the demons that attach to people talk. 
And some of them have been there since they were kids. I mean, he did it with me. And it was like two years old. This demon had to say that he was attached to me, assigned to me. So you, 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 your character points out that demons watch people for a long time. A long, like years, like their whole life. Was that an epiphany for you when you read the script? Or was that something that you had believed beforehand? You know, it, it, it's interesting. I, I went to University of St. Thomas, a Catholic university. I went to uh, St. Mark's Episcopal as el for elementary school. But so I've been, I've been exposed to the church and, 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 and certainly different denominations of teaching for, since I've, I, my eyes opened. Um, the, the, the one thing that rang incredibly true to me is that it's an incremental change. And in a nutshell, in one phrase, it is a slippery slope. Yes. They just need to get you to climb one rung of the ladder, then the second rung of the ladder, then the third, then the fourth. Then you get to the top, they're like, just peek over the edge. Just peek, just see what it is. It's not for it. Then stand up on the edge. Then put your legs down. And then just go down a little, and then you're on the slot. And you're going yep. And, you know, it's a millimeter of change every day. And then after 20 years, you look back at where you started, and it's unrecognizable. You know, the world that I grew up in 20 years ago is is completely unrecognizable. Yeah, there are things that 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 myself as a 20 year old would bet my life on the fact that they would not be happening today, and they are. Like what? Name a few. Come on, you can go there. I mean, the 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 the, the fact that the fact that there's even something called hate speech. You you either you either do a bad deed or you don't. The fact yeah. that they're increasing the punishment because they think you know why you did it. I, 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 mm. I don't know. You hate crime? I don't know. If you killed somebody, it, so, so it's, it's worth it, It's okay if you kill somebody, but it's, it's not okay if, if it was a hate crime. If you did it for yeah. hate? I mean, clearly you hated that person. Hate speech. I mean, I, 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 the, the, the things that we're discussing at the dinner table, the things that are being taught. I mean, just look. There was a, a topless person on the uh, at, at, at the White House yesterday. Um, it, it's just such a disgrace. Absolutely bizarre. How does that make you feel as an American to see? Uh, again, I don't care what a person wants to do with their body. I don't care what they do in the bedroom. I just say leave the kids alone. This this massive push towards our children in their schools. I don't care what kind of sex you're talking about. Nobody should talk about sex to our kids. And that's yet the whole thing that the, all the pride is about. It's about how people and who they have sex with. Well, I don't understand why that should be celebrated, especially for a whole month. So as you're saying, you got a you know person that's transitioned to a female that's got boobs that takes her top off. Have we ever? I don't think we've ever seen somebody act that way on the White House lawn while being you know honored by the President of the United States. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I, look, if it was a straight woman that did it, I would be equally as ashamed of America. And you're right. No, I don't believe that there's any transphobia. Nobody cares. I don't yeah, care I don't who care. somebody loves. I, I, I don't care who they date. I don't care what their sexual purpose. I don't care. I honestly do not care. Yeah. I, I so the, the, the fact that we have to not only we're forced to celebrate it, but now yeah. we've gotten to the point where unless you say you like it, now you're a phobe. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm okay with people drinking Pepsi. I just happen to like Coke. You're like, no, 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 no. Sip yeah. the Pepsi. It's like, whoa, I, I, you can drink all the Pepsi you want. Yeah. It, it's, it's a bizarre time. It honestly is. It is a head-shaking, bizarre time. 
Yes, it is. I 100% agree. And and again, after the uh, what I had shared, Demons Watch People for a long time, I wrote the systematically laying traps little by little to get us deep down the rabbit hole. But again, what stood out to me was that the demon that's speaking was the one watching the whole time. And that's what lines up with what Victor, you know, what, what, what Victor's walked me through and a lot of other people, like hundreds of other people through, is that I believe that there are uh, there are fallen angels or demons and they're assigned to people and they can be assigned because they know who their parents are because they're trying to cancel that, you know, that person's life out. And I just can't help but, but know as well that people that are watching and listening to this, hopefully your ears are, are opening up to the fact that if you're not aware, like, like that line so, so uh, perfectly says, just your atheism won't, won't protect you. If you're not aware that there are evil spirits that want to do you harm and want to cancel out any of the positive things that God has in store for you. If you're not aware of that, then you are losing. Like the other line, well, I didn't know we were playing. That's why you're losing. Yeah, you didn't you're losing. Know. People are losing because they're not aware. Yeah. No, there's a battle going on, and it, 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 that, that's that's why their writing is so profound because it's uh, they put you know a, a, a monologue of ideas into one sentence. And I think that's one of the reasons that people, you know, have commented, you know, this is my sixth time watching it because people want to pause it, go back and go, what was that line? And they actually yeah. want to write down the line because it's so succinct. It's, it's, you know, the tools of genius, brevity and concision. And that's what they employ as writers that I think is so, so rare. Something that would take somebody four sentences, a paragraph to communicate, they do in a way that is, that is the epitome of a profundity. And, and, it, it, it is. It's, it's, it's moments like that that make you stop and they hit you like a ton of bricks. They make yep. you recalibrate. They make you look back on your life. And look, me as an actor, I mean, I read those lines and I feel pretty good. Like I've been, a, it forced me to go, Flannery, you can do better. You know, wow. it, it really did. It forces me. It's like I, when you read, when you read something like that, that's that profound. It really makes you open up and look at your own closet and go, does. you know what? I've said this and I thought I would stand pretty true to that, but I could be more true. I could, yes. I could be even more on that line. And it really did. It's like the the line, uh, I'm pretty sure this is pretty close to verbatim, but it's he's talking about the evil and the, the, the demon says, uh, we did it all right to your face and it's everywhere and no one cares with movies, TV, media. Uh, redirecting your world view. Most don't. Uh, most don't know they're pushing evil, even when they do it. Wow. Well, wow. I mean, honestly, you know, do you do you? When you were twenty years old, if I told you uh, a drag show at a library with a man spreading his legs to children would be acceptable no. today, what, you, you wouldn't believe it at all. No. And look, I'm not saying that that's on every street corner. But the fact that it, it has happened once and people aren't like, brakes, lock up, sliding into the corner, smoking the tires, let's get out and talk about this. Yeah. And the same thing. I don't care if it's heterosexual woman stripper doing it. I, it, 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 it it's nothing that should be tolerated. I, I just wouldn't allow for it. No, I wouldn't either. I, yeah, a, a stripper in a library talking to kids or a drag queen, it's they both do the same thing. They're pole dancing. They're they're more than half naked. They're almost naked. The 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 difference is with with one, they actually have genitalia that doesn't line up with with how most boys, little boys or little girls, 
think girls, they they just, it doesn't line up because it doesn't exist. Boys are boys, girls are girls, period. But when you got somebody dressed up like that, and, and, and again, even if they were just a heterosexual pole dancer, where's the pole dancers? Where, it's, who would accept that in a library, in a school, and yet it's happened at countless libraries and countless schools around the country, Sean? That's what makes it so bizarre. You know, here's, here's the deal. 20 years ago, if there was a man that exposed himself in a parking lot, he'd be arrested. Yeah. But now, if I proclaim that I'm a certain way, I can walk into a girl's restroom, pull out my manhood, and urinate in front of people. It's it's just it, it it's absolutely bizarre. It's absolutely it's insane. bizarre. It's insanity. It's yeah. insanity. And and I believe that it is a it is a demonic push towards the innocence of our children. If you go back to who wrote and who helped with the curriculum um, early on with the sex ed in our schools, they were they were very much proponents of pedophilia. They were proponents of man boy and you know, man, girl, man, boy, and woman, girl, love. And that's a part of the whole stripping away of the fabric, the family unit as a man and a woman, husband and wife coming together and having kids. I mean, it's, it's, it's even, it's even anti growth. It's like, if everybody switched, we'd have no civilization in, in 50 years. It, you know, it's, it just, it's, uh, it's evil in my opinion, a hundred percent. And it's gotta be exposed. Let me see. Uh, uh, this next one failed because of the carpenter. You, you, did you, let me ask you this because I've seen some of my conservative friends that have posted and the clips that they've posted have been more on the wokeness of the, uh, you know, the woke agenda, you know, the basketball players or athletes making $30 million a year wearing sneakers made by slave labor. You know, all these it's, they've kind of po- posted all these woke cl- clips. Did the film for some fall into more of that anti-woke category uh, or did you think it was going to go there anyway, or did it fall into more of a you know Christian type category, or what really happened on the backside, seeing where the you know where the uh, the audiences have come from, who's been supporting it the most, and where are you getting the most hate? Well, you know, oddly enough, I, I haven't gotten a lot of hate. I mean, it, it, of all the things, it's great. Some 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 liberal people reach out and go, hey, you know, I'm a liberal. I I voted this way. I did that, and I think, but I I, I thought it was a good movie. I actually, you know. I think here, here's the deal. I think it makes you think regardless. Now, mm. why you think the way you think may be because of a religion or maybe you haven't realized it yet. You know, I come from the ilk of, of what gives life value is the fact that there is a supreme being, some that yes. which no greater can be conceived. If there is no reason for life and life is not special, then killing can't be frowned upon. Um, now, maybe it takes people a little bit longer to realize all those things that they plug in, all that woke agenda is certainly on one side as opposed to the other. Now, why oh, yeah. do you think it's opposed to your viewpoint? It may take you a little while to get there, but it is. It's 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 grounded in belief versus non-belief. Well, and I think when you see, uh, I agree 100 percent, and when you see where what's happening in our country, this, this is another... Uh, uh, I think line I got pretty much verbatim that made so much sense and made it so crystal clear as to what is taking place in this nation, which was founded on Judeo-Christian values by founders that believed in the Bible and 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 wrote it. I mean, it's in the fabric of our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence, honoring the Creator, 
uh, not just the universe. When people talk about the universe, I say, yeah, that's, that's nice, but I'd rather talk to the one that created the universe. But this, 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 like, this nailed it. Eliminate God, deify man, and elevate, elevate Satan to his rightful place. They offer the world, they offer the world and everything in it, just like the carpenter. The carpenter never uh, claimed those weren't the devils to give. He just turned down the offer. It, eliminate God, elevate man, and in doing so, it elevates Satan. Because you, the, the, the pride, it's like pride. It's the the, sin, the, the middle letter of sin. It's the whole reason why Lucifer got kicked out of heaven. I, I, I. Pride, enmity was founded in him. He was like, God's like, okay, get out. And and the way and the way that the way that you addressed the the angels that got kicked out, the way they the way they had animosity for God then creating man to replace them. Oh, it was brilliant. And and again, the way you the way you uh, deliver the message is so clear to understand. Unless a person has to watch it again because they didn't understand what they heard. But all of it, it just like it, it should make a lot more sense in people's minds why there are demons. Yes, they're here, and why they're even here, why they hate us so much. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, the, the, the power is in their writing, and anytime you believe a hundred percent of what you're saying, you know, your body reacts accordingly. Mm. Even even if it's a work of fiction, like, you know, how many times have you seen somebody on a train or on a bus? They're reading a book, and you start to see them get emotional. They're reading something, but they're so enveloped in it, their body just reacts. It's one thing with something like this, you know, you're either on one side of the aisle, uh, religiously, politically, or, or, or the other. But this is so glued to my origins that it was easy. And I stand behind every one of those messages. It truly yeah. is. There, there is, uh, everybody has to take a stand. You can't just, you can't just remain silent. You have to say, yeah, I'm, I'm on that team. I'm doing what I think is right, or I'm doing what I think is wrong, right, even if it is wrong. But you gotta, you gotta raise your hand, and you gotta, you gotta John Hancock in big letters. Well, I think I think the other line we talked about just previously is where most people fall fall in is they're doing something that's actually evil, but they don't even realize it. They don't even realize they're doing it, and so they believe it and they'll champion it, and uh, that's a scary that's a scary part of where we're at as a country. But when you're a person of faith, you know there's way too many believers in this country for God to just let this country go to the wayside of communism. I, I believe that. You know, the story of Lot, Lot and his wife, it's like, hey, if, you're, if, there's, one, if there's one righteous God, are you going to save this, this place? And, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, I'll save you. You and your family get out. But, but he did it for the one. Um, so uh, what about, I, I, I was also shocked when I saw Glenn Beck at the end. I was like, what? I've been in that studio countless times. I live, you know, 30 minutes from there. I was like, oh, it was brilliant to have Glenn Beck then interviewing the very psychologist, psychologist uh, uh, that was interviewing the Edward, that is he demon possessed or not, to have Glenn Beck do that. Brilliant. Was that also in the script? Like originally, did that start there? They already talked to Glenn and said that's in there? That was in the script. Like I said, they didn't change anything. It, 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 it wasn't a work in progress. They delivered the script. That's the script that we shot. Wow. And so he was in there from the inception. It was like, and that's, that's un, really, really rare in this industry. You get a working script, then you're getting yellow pages, green pages, blue pages. We changed scene five. Go back and, you know, and they hand you new pages every single day. None of that. This is the script that we shot. That's the script we ended with. Everything stayed the same, every word. That's a testament to the writing. 
Yes, yes it is. Yes it is. I want to play this clip. I think I've, I've only played the one, right? I'm having so much fun talking to you. I've just played that intro clip, clip, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, all right. I'm going to play this one. Enjoy this, friends. This one, uh, I think this is the one I recorded myself because I was like, this is just brilliant. I love it. You threatening? Yes. What are you going to do? Well, if I'm just a man like you think I am, not much. But if I am who I say I am. Well, that would probably be very intimidating if um, if I weren't an atheist. You ignorant sack of meat. You think your atheism will protect you. Oh, I don't believe in angels or demons, heaven or hell, so you can't hurt me. Hell is full of pathetic trash who exactly like you do. Boldly proclaiming their ideas on how they feel the universe operates, never once contemplating the possibility that they could be wrong. Wow. You should see him now, Jay. Wow. You should see him now, Jay. And again, you're acting. One of my good friends, he's in his 60s. He's like, man, he's like, I'm going to watch that movie again. He's all, that was the most superb acting. He's all, he better get an Academy Award for that. How he, how he did play that character. He's like, oh my gosh. And he's a, he's a brilliant business guy, but just amazing. And again, then the meat and the nuggets in there. What do you hope? What, what do you really, what is, what does Sean uh, Patrick Flannery hope in his heart that people get when they watch this film, when they finish it? You know, I, like I said earlier, you know, it did something to me when I read these words and it forces me to possibly make little course corrections. You know, it forces me to say, you know, I can be better in this aspect or that aspect. Um, and and, and I, I hope at the movie's core, I hope people enjoy it. Now, sometimes, you know, some pe people love horror films. I don't know if that's enjoyable. They just like being scared. I hope this moves people in a direction. I hope it may force a course correction it may just shift their heart just a little bit make them look at things a little bit differently um just a, re a little recalibration it certainly did for me um and, and that would be my hope I, I i've been in this business 33 years where generally my hope is just for box office success or you know there's not really a message that i stand behind hmm. this is different you know this is this is different this is something that uh there's principles in this film that I hope my kids continue to adhere to. Um, and, and, and that's, that, that's what separates this film from everything else I've ever done. Well, and hopefully they, there's a warning. Hopefully they get the warning. Like I got to tell you, there was a, there was a point some with the first time I was watching it when I was, when I was, cause it's, cause it's like the, 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 the power of the demon to know some of the stuff that he knew and to, you know, you're going to commit three murders today before you leave. And then, and then knowing when things are, it's like, I, I could, I could hear, I could feel, I, I was kind of like, I hope there's not people out there that actually go, oh, wow, there's actually, there's, there is power there in the, in the demonic and then play with it. Right. But I had to just keep watching and it's like, it's very clear. It's very clear that it's a warning to not mess with it. Because it's not something that a person can control. Uh, if you turn yourself over, if you if you invite any darkness in, inside of you or into you, that's not going to be nice. It's, they're not going to be good. It's, you, you may have a little bit of power for this, but there's going to be torment. And, and that power is just to hook you so that they can control you. Until ultimately they can do what they want with you and then they're done with you and then and then it's it. I, I know I, I don't know if you've heard at the end of uh, 
uh, I believe it was Aleister Crowley at the end of his life, who was a devout Satanist. And at the end of your death, you know, when you on your deathbed, it's supposed to be when you transfer your powers to those that are around you, your your kind of subordinates, and then you elevate to a new place in the kingdom of darkness. Uh, on his deathbed, right before he died, he started saying, "Oh no, oh no, oh this isn't right. Oh wait, this isn't right. Something's wrong. Something's wrong." He he said, "What did I do? What did I do?" And he's gone. Yeah, I've 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 heard that. I've uh, and that's that's a horrifying awareness. You know that you know you, you you may not want to give sympathy for somebody that spent their life on on, on that side believing, but my God, you know that 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 right there. Whenever I first read that, what what it spoke to me about is here's somebody that was a hundred percent convinced that we were absolute lunatics. Yeah, we were wrong. And, you know, and it makes you kind of kind of look, look the same way you look at Edward. Not that he's completely innocent, but you're like, he really, this guy, Alistair, really believed that. And then mm-hmm. at the last minute, he's like, whoa, you guys convinced me of that, and that's wrong. Yeah. All of those people I shamed on, they were right? What a horrifying awareness. Yes. That, that your life has been exhaust fumes and worthless and spent irresponsible. Uh, it's horrible. It's horrible. I, I know one, uh, one viewpoint I'll use when I'm talking to an atheist is I'll ask him, you know, do you think you know half of everything there is to know in the universe? And no, no sane person would say yes. It's like, you know, I'll get him down to, you know, 5%, 2%, not even 1% of everything there is to know about everything in the universe. When they, ad- when they admit and agree that they don't even know 1% of everything about everything, then basically I'm saying... So there's 99% chance that I'm right and that Jesus is not only who every encyclopedia book says he lived and was crucified. The only question is, is he who he said he was? And if he was, yeah, there's no other way to heaven except through him. And he said that, not me. You know, it, so it, it's, it, it's crazy to me. You know, a lot of people, you know, say they, they, they're, they're an atheist because they can't believe I'm a believer because there's no other way to explain what I'm seeing out here. There's no other way to explain a self-moisturizing, auto-focusing eye. Now, look, <laughs> I, I don't, you can't convince me that, right? you know, a tornado went through a junkyard and just assembled a Boeing 747. You can't convince me that that happened. Two rocks collided. And here, me and you, David, we're just chatting. That's the result of two rocks? Yeah. Come on, you got to have more faith to believe that than believe divine creation and a supreme being. My God, that's yes. the easiest explanation. Is there something far greater than me that's responsible? I, yep. The alternative is mind-boggling. The people are like, ah, this is this this stuff. All this, this is random chance, man. Wow. Wow. That takes random a lot of faith. Chance. Yeah, that, that takes man. That takes that. You got to shut off a big part. <laughs> Yeah, you got to shut it off and just yeah. uh, ignore logic. Like and, 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 you know, you, you you must not really think life is that magnificent to think this mm. can just randomly happen. This, all of this, your emotions, your feeling, your mm. passion. You know, something in the center of your chest—that's your conscience. Every yeah. human alive knows when a good thing is happening and when a bad thing is happening. They may tell you, oh, it's okay if I do this, it's okay. Somewhere inside, 
there's a little alert signal going they're just choosing to not hear it but that conscious somebody stuck that there somebody stuck that you know albert schweitzer said you know good is what promotes life evil is what destroys life you know Mm. you give a child in the congo that's never seen any piece of machine they know what a good thing is and what a bad thing is they know it ain't and it's like to, 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 to think otherwise there's something missing yeah, I think the uh, I think the person the, the same person that put the the conscience there is the same person that put that uh, innate desire to scream for help if you're on an airplane that's crashing. That person's praying. <laughs> They're like, "Oh Absolutely. God!" Absolutely, it's it's coming out. Yeah, yeah. And and if and if not, why are you even scared? If if, if there is no meaning, if there is no God, why why do you value life? Why do you care if you're gonna die? I don't, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, you're nailing it. You're nailing it. I got one more uh, clip I want to show. Uh, enjoy this, friends. Can you feel it? We think it's time we tell you what it is that we'd like you to do. Boom. <laughs> intense. It is, it's intense, friends. It's an intense film. That you will enjoy, that will challenge you, that will inspire you. And as Sean said, uh, hopefully it'll challenge you to change, to shift a little bit. Uh, final thoughts, Sean. What, what, what uh, your final thoughts about the film? Uh, you shared what, what you hope people would do. Uh, tell us where they can, you know, I, I looked for it on Amazon. I couldn't find it. I finally rented it on Apple TV. I didn't see it on Prime. Uh, share your final thoughts as a believer first, as an American, as a father, as a husband, Share your thoughts on on how you're feeling about uh, the current state of our country and what people need uh, to do. Well, you know, it, it, it's the last word you said.